Welcome back to This Is Cinema. It's your host, Kevin27, back with another fire episode. And today, we have a jam-packed one. We got two movies, and we got two television series to get to. So this is going to be a lot of dialogue. So I hope you guys are ready to light up that exotic if you got it. Pour up that expensive so we can get offensive. Today on the docket, we got Madam Webb. We got Bob Marley. We got Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And we got the Vince Staples Show. All fire reviews coming up. This is the first of a long night because after this, we're going to be getting to Marvel news and all kind of stuff. So this is one of my favorite nights of the year, okay? So let's go ahead and get into it. Make sure you give a like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube at Kevin27World. And please make sure you're giving five-star ratings on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you want to listen to this ad-free, go over to the This Is Cinema podcast page on all streaming platforms and boom it's right there for you all right now let's get into it first on the docket we got bob marley one love and this is uh very torn between the critics and the audience because the critics say it's a 43 percent on the rotten tomato meter and this is why the critics consensus is Kingless Benadire, Kingsley Benadire does an admirable job in the central role, but Bob Marley, One Love, is ultimately a a standard biopic that doesn't do justice to his brilliant subject. And the audience score is a 94%. So the audience spoke, the audience loved it. I loved it, to be honest with you. Now, you got to think. I'm born in 91, about 10 years after Bob Marley died, right? So I'm not, I I only know of Bob Marley of what my mom tells me of Bob Marley, you know, because she was about 11 when he died. You know what I mean? So it's one of those types of things where you look at it and you just be like, okay, I don't know much about Bob Marley other than from what I've seen from documentaries. So the movie for me, is it just a good story being told? And to be honest, I think they did it. I think they did tell a good story. Now, some were Rotten Tomatoes. They always, I don't want to say always, but a lot of biopics and especially ones that's come out recently, like Whitney Houston and, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, it's low on the tomato meter. So I don't know. I think Rotten Tomatoes wants you to tell they want they want you to tell a four-hour story. And you can't do that. You gotta condense it down, right? This movie was an hour and 44 minutes. It's hard to tell Bob Marley's whole life story in you know an hour and 44 minutes. So you gotta look at it from that perspective and think about what's going on here. Now, as far as the movie, um, I think Kingsley, I had to get used to his accent in the beginning because it still sounded a little Brit, a little British, if I may say. It was cool. Um, him and uh, what's my girl name? The one, Lashana Lynch. 
because she's also in this movie. Um, I thought she did a good job as well. The whole, the, I think the entire cast was good. You know, one one knock I had was, um, I think the biggest knock was I wanted a little more music. Now they did, they did have a lot of music in this movie, so I'm not saying that. Um, but I think it was still good. One thing that was very interesting to me, I'm gonna keep it so real. Yo, it was this part, and this is after Bob Marley is going crazy, touring all over the world with him and his band. And it was this part where him and his wife get into it. And he was like, oh, you think I don't know about that man you got in Jamaica? And she looked at him all crazy. Like, oh, so you know, huh? And he's like, yeah, you think I don't know? You out there getting busy? And then she just smacked the shit out of him, bro. I was like, holy, how you going to be cheating and you going to smack a motherfucker? To be fair, obviously, he was out there laying his seed, spreading his seed all the way around because he got a lot of kids. And she also mentioned that um, the movie was really good to me. It really start off right when he got shot. And I just thought that was a crazy thing. Now, one thing I did think was crazy, right? His wife gets shot in the head. But the doctor said she survived because her dreadlocks, her dreadlocks. I don't know, man. I've been talking, yo, I've been talking to my homegirl. I told her that. And she was like, how does that make sense? And I'm like, bro, the only thing I could think of is just, the dreadlocks is just so thick. So just with the angle that the bullet hit her head. Cause he was like owner, like he had the he had the gun to her head. You know what I mean? It wasn't like she got shot from shot from far away. He had the gun to her head and buzzed. You know what I mean? And by the grace of God, man, you know, she survived. But I just thought that was amazing. You know, shit, dreadlocks out here saving lives. And I, I kind of wondered that because it is like a little cushion. Like when I lay down, it's like a little cushion. But my problem is, is I don't have uh, dreadlocks like, you know, like Bob had and some of the rosters, you know, they got the big, thick dreadlocks. I got a lot of thin ones. So when I'm laying down, my shit all over the place, man. But anyways, uh, uh, one of my favorite parts, I ain't going to hold you. He smacked the shit out this dude because he said he didn't want to take no money for doing the Africa, uh, the African uh, performance, the Africa performance. And the dude was like taking money on the side. Mind you, this is a dude who when the people came in to shoot by Marley. He he took like five shots. He took like five shots or something. You know what I mean? Bob Marley smacked the shit out. This dude beat his ass. I was like, damn. And I'm not sure if he was so mad about that or was he just mad about his wife? I'm not sure which one it was. You know, I'm like, is it are, are you taking it out on, on this man? Because, you know, you can't smack your wife up like that. You know what I mean? Obviously. So you're going to just beat this dude up with salute, you know. But damn. You know what? 
another thing, another thing I thought about this movie too. I do wish it was a little longer because they do kind of they do kind of zoom past like certain shit. They kind of zoom past. And I'm not mad at it, but I do wish it was a little longer. But I like the way that they just kind of started right at it wasn't the beginning of his career. He was already popular, but they started right at the beginning of the movement that he was pushing. And this just lets you know, man, when your music is about something, you will always live forever because Bob Marley was pushing a message, same as with Tupac. And that's why he's probably the most famous rapper in the world. And the same with Bob Marley, you know, time name, his album Exodus, the best album of his generation. You know what I mean? Like a lot of good stuff. The acting in this movie was done very well. You know, I was a little off. I say I was a little off put because this guy Kingsley was graphic in Secret Invasion. So I was a little worried you know, about that. It's not that his acting was bad, but just, you know, trying to see how that's going to translate and how would I look at him? And I felt like he played that role very well. Um, damn, it's really sucked to see Bob Marley die at such a young age. 30, he was 32, something like that. It was, he was, ripped. I think he was 36. Yeah, he was 36 when he died. So, yeah, that shit was wild. So, another thing, too, I thought that Kingsley had Bob's mannerisms down, particularly when it comes to performing, because at the end when they played, when they rolled the credits and they was playing, they were showing original Bob Marley footage at concerts. He was acting the way Kingsley was acting, because I was kind of wondering, I was like, is Kingsley putting a lot of sauce on it? Nah, he wasn't putting any sauce on it, man. He was, he was keeping it. He he was keeping it G. So I'm digging that. Super big ups to Kingsley, Lashana Lynch. She was a, a she just every time she's on screen, it seems like she just goes hard in the paint. Every time I've seen her in Captain Marvel, the Marvels now, um, Multiverse of Madness. I mean, she's a really good actor, you know. So I, I enjoyed Lashana Lich as well. Um, would I recommend you to go see this movie? Absolutely. Um, this movie come out, it came out on Valentine's Day, right? A, a bit of a love story. A bit of a love story, you know, between, you know, Bob and Rita and show their relationship not only as a married couple with children, but also co-workers, bandmates. I mean, she was his backup. And I just love how she let him know, like, bro, I didn't need you. I could have went off and did my own thing, but I just chose to be with you because I'm a loyal wife. Like, I like how they portrayed her. She wasn't like, um, she wasn't a pushover no backbone. She was a strong woman, but she was a loyal wife. And um, yeah, she might have been fucking other guys on the side, but salute, man. You know, shit. You let shit. She let him know. Hey, at least she didn't lie about it. She let him know, like, bro, I don't give a fuck about pairs. That, that's what had me dying. 
She's like, you think I care about pears? I don't. Like, I'm cool being in Jamaica. I was like, damn, man, you cannot satisfy him at all. You can't satisfy him. Uh, his cancer thing. So for some reason, when I was a kid, man, I probably said a teenager. So when I really started hearing about the Illuminati, and this is when I heard that they killed Bob Marley and shit. Now, they did try to kill him, for sure, for sure. But um, they were saying that's how he died. And he had some rare form of cancer. Um, I don't know how true it is. They say it's like a white person's cancer. I don't even know what that means. But I'm just throwing it out there. That's what I heard. You know, um, because they was like, it's so rare. Like, how did you get this? And shit, he just kept rolling. Never know. It, you And you get that a lot. A lot of uh, black men, man, just don't want to sit down. When you got to go to the hospital, you don't. My knee been hurting for months. I ain't went and checked on it yet. I need to. So I go, man. So uh, all in all, I'm going to keep it real. I would give Bob Marley one love, eight out of ten. I would go see this again. You know, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing this movie again. You know, it was really good. I thought it was shot well. You can tell the children. Ziggy came on before the film started and said, enjoy this. This is the story that we are telling. You know, so I, I like that. You know, this is the story that Bob Marley's family wanted to tell. And I thought it was told very well okay so that is my review on bob marley one love make sure you go watch that and it is a good film to take your boo because it is a love story between bob marley and his wife okay next on the docket we got madam webb and um bro light up that exotic and pour up that expensive because boy we about to get offensive on this one madam webb 13% on the tomato meter. And I'ma keep it real, bro. This movie was a mess. Madam Web, maybe it's a tangled mess. Maybe it's a web of lies. I'm not sure, but I'ma tell you this. We need to start a petition to get the rights from Marvel and Spider-Man away from Sony. And I'm keeping it so real. And, and I don't even, I, I, you know what? And I'm not even gonna say that. I'm not gonna say the rights of Spider-Man. I'ma just say anything, anytime they make a movie that doesn't have Spider-Man in it, they need to stop. Venom was okay. It was an okay film. Venom 2, horrible. Morbius, horrible. I mean, I like Amazing Spider-Man, but Amazing Spider-Man 2 is bad. Like, they make nothing but bad movies when it comes to live-action Spider-Man stuff. And to top it all off, it's not even the real Spider-Man. You got this clown-ass dude in the movie. Craw he crawling around like Spider-Man. He got everything but the web shooters. Like, bro... Come on. This movie takes place in 2003. We are in New York. Not a people Spider-Man. 
Not a hint. But yet, it's 2003 in New York. Spider-Man came out in 2002, okay? What are you trying to tell me? So, this is, what is this, a different universe? Are we are we waiting till the Spider-Man from the Tom Holland Spider-Man? No, man, I'm telling you. Sony is making a mistake by not exploring the OG Spider-Man. OG Spider-Man should have been in this movie somehow, some way. But you know what? I'm glad he wasn't. Because this movie was a mess. First of all, I don't want to see Sidney Sweeney dressed up as a high school student ever again. I'm sick of it. Between this movie and Euphoria, I'm over it. This girl is like 28. Stop it, okay? Um, not only that, the only time we see them in their uniforms or their costumes are in visions for something that hasn't even happened yet. This entire movie is about a dude who's having visions of these girls killing him. This hasn't even happened yet. So he said, oh, I'm going to go do what they should have did to Thanos and go kill him as a baby. That's what he on. I'm going to go kill these girls right now while they don't have powers. And Madam Web of it all, first of all, Dakota Johnson, not funny, not charismatic, didn't make me smirk one time in the movie. She's terrible. Terrible. And I don't know if I don't want to cast her whole acting career based on Madam Webb, but bro, I never want to see this girl in the movie again. No, no charisma. No, not one line that stood out. Just a bad performance all in all. She actually, uh, actually, to me, she was outperformed by the black chick. What's her name? Celeste O'Connor. She played Maddie Franklin. She actually was the best one in the film. And I looked her up because she was a baddie. She's 25, okay? I looked her up. She's a baddie. So I had to Google her. And she was actually the best one in the film by far. They took Mike Epps out in the first five minutes of the movie. You should have kept Mike Epps because we needed some comic relief to forget how bad this movie was. Okay? This movie was so bad, Mike Epps got a whole movie coming out in theaters. He ain't even talking about it. He more worried about Shannon Sharp. He more worried about getting on Club Shay Shay. That's how bad this movie was. Like, I cannot stress this enough. I seen something, and it was so funny. It said, all these events happen in Madam Web except one. Can you guess which is the lie? Madam Web is born in a cave in Peru with the help of magic spider people. Okay. Garbage. And I don't even care which one a lie. The three spider women never get powers and are only seen in costumes during dream sequences. <laughs> Evil Spider-Man is killed by a large Pepsi sign. Hello? I mean, bro, I was like, 
I needed super glue to put on my eyelids to keep from falling asleep. That's how boring this shit was. Madam Webb becomes wanted for kidnapping by the NYPD. Madam Webb runs down evil Spider-Man in her car two times. So, oh, Peter Parker is born but not named. And Madam Webb inexplicably splits into three ghost-like copies of herself near the end of the movie. So the thing that was really pissed me off, bro, when she hit the evil Spider-Man twice, I was like, all right, man. All right, bro. So nobody, no one has powers. Everyone's just winging it. The girls just damsels in distress. This movie was, bro, I mean... I don't think it could be a worse movie than this. Like, and I'm just keeping it so real. I know Ant-Man and, and the Wasp, Quantumania got so much flat. That movie ain't nowhere as bad as this one. This movie was like, y'all know, I don't even really come in and shit on movies like this. But I only wanted to see it because it was in the Sony universe. But I'm not going to lie. When I saw the trailer... I thought, damn, this shit looked like it was trash. And it really was trash. Sad to see. You hate to see it. But it is what it is, man. Madam Web, a web of lies. Madam Web, the web of lies. Hey, at least I tried. You know, I was spent my money, went to go see it. But I'm glad I saw this movie before Bob Marley because, man, at least gave me something to look forward to, okay? Because, man, that was, that was, I'm telling you, Marvel, they need to do something about this because Sony is putting out a bunch of bad comic book movies and it's watering down the brand because Sony would be able to do well if they just didn't have Spider-Man, you know? And it's their fault because they could have bought all of Marvel and they chose not to because they said no one cares about any of these characters besides Spider-Man. So that's their fault. But, I mean, bro, they're struggling. They're scraping the bottom of the barrel, man. And it's really sad to see. You know, I mean, all of the movies they drop have been made. Sony, bro, they have not dropped a good movie since The Amazing Spider-Man. As far as, you know, comic, I mean, I guess if you go animation, but we talking about live action, bro, Venom was okay, and then Venom 2 was garbage. Morbius, garbage. Amazing Spider-Man 2, it has a lot of flaws, and I just I'll pass it because I'm a Spider-Man fan, but it's not the best movie. You know what I mean? So they got a lot of misses, and to me, it's just watering down the superhero product. You know what I mean? And we're talking about characters that aren't even relevant at all. You got these three, was it? I think it was three of them, all these three Spider-Girls. They don't, it wasn't even a team up. They're just getting saved. Like, I don't know. That shit was terrible. I never want to see that movie again. 
and I'm done talking about it, bro. That shit was bad. Um, what do I give out of ten? I'll probably give it a I'll I'll probably give it a three. I'll probably give it a three out of ten. It's gotta be my worst score. I wouldn't I wouldn't wish that movie on my worst enemy. That movie was bad. Like the best thing about it was seeing the big Beyonce poster. Like, cause it was 2003 in the movie. Other than that, bro, that movie was terrible. Damn. Madam Webb. Man, we, we off that shit, bro. We off that. So let's move on to Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I'm all out of movies. Let's move on to two TV shows. We got Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and then we're gonna do uh uh, the Vince Staple show after this. Uh, Mr. And Mrs. Smith, 89% on the tomato meter, 67% on the audience score. So the audience lacking a little bit. Where do I fall in line? I tend to move. Actually, I tend to go with the uh, with the uh, tomato meter. And I know you guys probably be like, man, this guy's an easy grader. I'm going to keep it real. This television series was so good. I've never seen Atlanta. It makes me want to go watch Atlanta because Donald Glover is just amazing. He's amazing. And I'm like, you know why I say that? Um, salute to the salute to the the, the shorty man. Uh, uh, she who played Jane Maya Erskine. She was good, uh, but. Nothing. She, nothing about her in this television series was really that impressive, other than her being, you know, the the B to, you know, Donna Glover's A. Quite that expensive. Like, and I'm just being. I'm not trying to be like rude. Salute, y'all know. Me, woman, power, empowerment, all day. You know what I mean? Shout out to my ladies that listen. But uh, yeah, she just she she wasn't that good. For one, that I'm telling you, the charisma. From what I've been told a lot of times is that yes, you have a script, but you're allowed to ad lib, and for some reason, man, like she just. She wasn't that good. Donald Glover, on the other hand, he was so good in this show. He was amazing. Like, he just had perfect comedic timing in a lot of his uh a lot of his scenes. Now, one thing I will say about this, and this is my huge critique on the show. Actually, I got a couple critiques, but this is one. Um, yo, too much. Some of the scenes are just long for no reason. Like it's certain scenes when uh, John and Jane, right? When they in the bed and they're talking for like six minutes when the scene should be about three. And they have about 
at least six scenes of that in this series. I'm not even bullshit. It could be more. I'm just being nice. And I really hate that. You know, I don't really like too much just talking for just talking sake. You know, it was too much of that. And another one of my big pet peeves in this show is the action was not good. It, it really, you know, um, the action in Reacher, because this is a prime video thing. The action in Reacher was cool. It was it was it was good, I'll say. But for some reason, the action in Mr. and Mrs. Smith was kind of bad. And it was a scene. I'm going to find it. Hopefully, I'll find it and I can insert it here. It was a scene, bro, where, you know, Jane and um, John had their big shootout. And it was a scene like he tried to punch her. And he just looked so, like, unathletic. It didn't look real at all. And I'm like, bro, maybe you should have the stunt devil do that scene if you couldn't do it realistically, you know? So that was one thing, you know, Donald Glover need to work on is his physical acting as far as uh, just certain, certain hot, heavy uh, action scenes, you know? Uh, Cause some of it, he just wasn't good in when it comes to the action, but a lot of good cutaways, you know, um, like it was the scene in particular when um they were going on a double date action spree and um the 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 people actually left them and let them go and do it by themselves and then they just cut to it and they're like in the jungle fucking having to survive and killing these people and then they get back on a plane face all bloody everything looking crazy and they just like distraught. I love that scene. It's probably my favorite scene in the entire uh, series. Um, so that was that. One thing I really do enjoy though is uh, they didn't do Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the original word for word, bar for bar. You know, the original Mr. and Mrs. Smith was two agents working for two separate agencies and they somehow end up being married and then both agencies try to get each other to kill each other, right? And when they find out what's going on, they was BSing and they said, F it, you know, because you really my wife, you're really my husband and I really love you I know I got married as a cover-up, but still, I love you because I didn't get married thinking this was some BS, right? So, in this series, it's an arranged marriage, and they know what's up. And, you know, uh, one thing I kind of didn't like was they kind of fell in love a little too quickly. So, um, like I said, it was an arranged marriage, and the lady who played who's playing jane she was like you know i'm not really trying to get physical with you this is just a job to me blah 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 meanwhile john he was like like let's smash type shit let's be together let's we were married you know and she wasn't having it but by i think maybe episode two she was like she was like yeah let's have sex like let's do it and you know 
I get it. It could be the adrenaline of almost dying. You know, that's could always be a thing. I don't know, you know, but I'm guessing that's what it was. And she was on his ass. So, uh, but I always felt like she was a little snakish and she turned out to be a little snakish. So another example of what I was saying, when you're talking about some of the scenes that was just going on too long, so I do enjoy, or I did enjoy the therapy sessions. The therapy sessions are also some of my favorite scenes. It's just some of them was going on too long. You know, some of them was going on too long. But another one of my favorite scenes, and again, my man, he just still the show, is when they were like really deep in the therapy and they was really going at it. And he just started trying to play the therapist piano. And she was like, that's not for playing. And he was like, oh, piano, that's not for playing. Like, he cooked her ass. You know, that was just one of the ones that I just like. He had a bunch of really good scenes. And I'm sorry, Marvel, what are you doing? He needs to be the prowler in a live action ASAP. We need that. We need live action Miles Morales. And he has to be the prowler. He's too old to be Spider-Man, but he'll never be, eh, he'll never be too old to be Miles Morales, at least in, or not Miles Morales, but the prowler, at least in the next 20 years. We need him as the prowler. I want to see more of my man's Donald Glover. You know, uh, I'm not into Star Wars. I might check his Star Wars shit out because honestly, this series really showed me a lot. I'm really impressed from what I've seen from Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So, you know, um, I and like I said, I do like the twist that they put on it. Now, I do, spoiler alert, y'all know spoilers always, but I do hate that they died at the end. And I'm going to tell you why. I hated it because I could have had another season of this, but... I get it. This type of show, you can only regurgitate things because what are you going to do? So season two, are they going to be, uh, the, this is the only way that they could do a season two is if they go uh, polyamorous and now they got a wife, right? Or they got a husband and it's, it's multiple of them and they all live in, that, that's, and that's the only way they could do it because Otherwise, it would just be a repeat of season one. Bickering, fighting, because it was a lot of bickering between Jane and John every episode. And it was kind of like, you know, if you're in a relationship, it's kind of hot. You know, y'all know, y'all know how it is, man. Relationships, little arguing, shit get tense. And then you meet, you make up before bedtime. You do a little, some smooches, and then you smash. And then everything cool or, you know, because you never want to go to bed, Matt. If you go to bed, Matt, um, even if you wake up and shit going to be cool the next day, that person not going to get over it. If you have an argument, you must have sex before you go to sleep. That's the laws. That's the bylaws. You know, I don't write the rules. I just enforce them, you know. So, yeah. Um, I think that's all you will be able to do is just regurgitate season one, arguing, fighting, bickering back and forth. You know, it was some things. So 
she was a little more ruthless than him as far as murdering people. So she was able to do certain things that he wasn't comfortable with. And I think, you know, that was another good dynamic with them having a power struggle in their relationship and work being the uh, dominant factor in their struggles. Every time they were in the therapist's office, it was always about work and because they work together. And their working together is different if, you know, uh, we both work in the kitchen or and all of that stuff is high leverage. You, you can't tell me you've never gotten into it with a coworker at work because, you know, it's high tension to get your job done. I don't care what people say, you're not uh, curing cancer or whatever. Everyone wants to get their job done, you know, and to feel like you accomplished something that day. So imagine that times 10 because now it's life or death, you know, so the tension is very high, you know, and um, that was a common source for them when it comes to their relationship, a common uh, struggle or a common source for their struggle in the relationship because otherwise they were fine. You know, one thing I didn't like is she ended up turning on him at the end, which um, she can, like, I get it. She was saying she was missing on purpose. He was saying he was missing on purpose. But if you guys would have stuck together, uh, you would have been able to kill those other two couple who came to kill you. Because, you know, they wanted her to move up without him because they felt like he wasn't ruthless enough. So you kill him and we get you another husband to do undercover work. And um, she wasn't having it. So, uh, I mean, it was good. It was very good. You know, if I had to rate it out of 10, I'd give it a solid seven, you know, a solid seven. It was good. I'm not sure if I would want to watch it again, but it was a good ep- it was a good TV series. I think I watched it in two days, you know, and that's a good barometer for me with word podcasts and all this stuff. It was a very good episode, uh, good series. I mean, so you should check it out. And again, it's definitely something to watch with your lover. Only thing is, if you marry, you might get triggered when it comes to therapy sessions. You know, other than that, you know, it's 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 a good watch for couples. You know, um, do I prefer the movie or the TV series? I mean, the movie is just classic. It's Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, and not only is it Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, they actually. I don't know if Angelina was with someone, but Brad Pitt, I think, was married at the time and, like, left her for Angelina Jolie. Like, that's how much chemistry they had on set. And they ended up having kids, adopting kids, and I think they separated now, but it was a good love story. So you got to always go with the movie, the original. I love Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but this one isn't too far off. And they tell a totally separate story. So it's not like watching The Last of Us or, 
you know, something like that. You know, it's a totally different story. And to me, uh, it's just a chapter in the Mr. and Mrs. Smith saga. To me, you can tell separate Mr. and Mrs. Smith stories. Now can we get a black Mr. and Mrs. Smith couple? And let's see how that turns out. You know what I mean? Like, we can do a bunch of different Mr. and Mrs. Smiths. That's why I was a little upset that, you know, they died at the end because it's no reason they didn't die, right? Three shots went off, I'm assuming. I think it was three shots. She only, his wife, Jane, only had one bullet because um, uh, John was shot in the stomach or whatever. So he was already probably about to die anyways. And she had one bullet and three bullets went off. So maybe she did shoot. She missed. And uh, the other Mrs. Smith put one in between her eyes and put another one in between his eyes. Boom. Cancel Christmas. It's over. Said and done. So uh, it was a really good series, though. And I highly recommend you to go see it. Okay. Alright, so the last one for this is cinema. Let's get into the Vince Staples show. Yo, this series, um, I'm gonna keep it so real. A little bit of a letdown for me. And I don't know why I say that is because it just didn't seem like it was really about shit. Like every episode was kind of its own thing. You know, uh cool, but I just don't think that's a really good way to tell a story. And especially when it's really no story to be told, it's just kind of like, oh, this is just the everyday life of Vince Staples. Hey, my mans, uh, that's what live streaming is for. Like, that's what podcasts are for. You know, um, when we get a series, like, and I don't want to do this, it's Black History Month, but come on. Like Dave, Dave, Lil Dicky's a rapper, right? And he did a TV show. We got his come up and all of that and all of these different scenarios while him being in the industry. Um, to me, this had nothing to do with like Vince Staples, like it, it, it or not Vince Staples, but his music. You know, it was kind of like, it's like his music was like an afterthought. No real, like no big celebrities. So it's kind of like, what do you get me? Shout out to my light-skinned queens. You know what I mean? But, you know, I'm watching this movie or this TV show and you're like, oh, that light-skinned chick, that's yours, huh? And he like, yeah, man. Like, I did good for myself. Like, it's like, bro, don't do it like that just because she light-skinned. Just do it because she pretty. You know what I mean? Regardless of her skin tone. So that was another thing I didn't like in this series. And um, I don't, I don't feel like we got the real Vince Staples until maybe episode four. Like one, cause let me see, cause I really think that it was, it was only a few episodes. Yeah, it was five episodes, and I really feel like 
we didn't get like funny Vince until episode four. Like Vince just, episode four, uh, Red Door, he just started going crazy, cussing, talking hella shit, being disrespectful. Like that is the Vince that we should have had in all of the episodes, you know? And um, another thing, man, was just, some of the episodes, like, bro, we got a 19 minute episode, 20, 20 minutes. Bro, just some of some of the some of the episodes was just a little too short for my liking to be a TV series. Like it was too easy of a watch. Mm. Too quick of a watch. I I wasn't feeling it. You know, um, I think we could have did. I think Vince could have did a little better, man. And I think he could have actually told a really good story. You know, he didn't tell any story to me. It was just kind of like, oh, this is happening. Oh, I'm in jail. I get out of jail. I'm home. I go to a family reunion. Cool. Boom. Oh, I go I go to a speaking engagement, talk to a class. All of a sudden, some random ass dude is trying to murder me. We don't know who this guy is. He's just some random black dude trying to kill another black man while his black son is in the passenger seat. Bro. Now, some of it was funny, like when he was like, oh, we playing laser tag, but the adult version. Put your headphones on. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But at the same time, when I'm watching it, I'm just like, like, what is this? Maybe I just don't understand it. Now, it was some funny stuff in there. Like when I'm watching it, Vince, like I said, episode four is when he really started turning it on the funny stuff. You know, he really started going crazy. But other than that, this series was uh, lukewarm at best. If I had to rate it out of 10, I'd probably give it a five. And I, I rock with Vince Staples. I rock with Vince Staples. Maybe um, it's my own expectations because I've seen Dave and Dave is just amazing, you know, and maybe it's because if you're telling me it's based on your life, well, maybe your life is just boring, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. My life is boring. If I did a show on my life, it'd be me kicking it in the dish room, talking shit with my bro Keenan and then coming home and podcasting and playing Madden. Like, it's not that interesting. So maybe Vince Staples' life just isn't that interesting. And they try to throw a random-ass dude trying to murder Vince Staples in there. He got beat up by the mascot. He broke, can't afford Disneyland. Like, what's going on here, man? Yo, shout out, salute Vince. But uh, I was expecting better. Should have been better. But uh, salute to Vince Staples. Um, so that's the end of This Is Cinema. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode just as much as I enjoyed delivering it to you. Please make sure you like, comment, and subscribe at Kevin27World. And please follow Kevin27World on Instagram, Twitter, a.k.a. X, and give a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify 
And please follow Straight Outta Marvel on uh, such platforms as well, okay? It shows Kevin27. Believe until you make believers.